Influential podcast dedicated to the profession of pharmacy with over 80,000 listeners worldwide. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You're listening to the NASP Podcast. The Specialty Pharmacy Podcast is a collaboration with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy, the NASP, and the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The mission of the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy is to improve specialty pharmacy practice by promoting continuing professional education and certification of specialty pharmacists while advocating for public policies that ensure patient access to specialty medications. As the healthcare industry's leading podcast dedicated to the pharmacy profession, the Pharmacy Podcast Network is proud to bring our listeners the NASP Podcast in partnership with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy. Hello, my name is Sheila Arquette and I'm the president and CEO of the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy. I am delighted to welcome a very special guest to the podcast for our risk-based care can drive better patient adherence discussion. But before we dive in, let's start with introductions. Ashley Burdett is the Senior Director of Clinical Innovation with Biologics by McKesson. Ashley has been a registered nurse for nearly 15 years and holds a Master of Science in Nursing with a specialization in leadership and administration. She began her nursing career as an oncology nurse working in both bone marrow transplant and an outpatient clinic. In 2015, she joined Optum United Healthcare Group to focus on oncology patient support, utilization review, and clinical case management. In 2017, she joined Cardinal Health's hub business and had the opportunity to lead both clinical operations and account management. Ashley joined Biologics by McKesson in 2020 to lead cross-functional collaboration to create customized patient management solutions that support the holistic needs of patients. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's talk a little bit about medication adherence using using oncology as an example. Oncology treatment options have changed drastically over the last two decades. There are now over 80 oral oncology drugs on the market. But for all its promise, oral therapy introduces a challenging variable, patient adherence. Unlike traditional infusion oncology, where doctors, nurses, and pharmacists directly oversee the process, oral chemotherapy requires patients themselves to correctly administer the drug. Studies indicate the adherence rates for cancer therapy range from 15% to 97%. The ramifications for patients with cancer not properly following their regimens can be severe. With that in mind, Ashley, why is medication adherence such a challenge for patients, especially in oncology? Thanks, Sheila. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. And I think the easiest way to explain why medication adherence is such a challenge for patients is simply because patients are people and people are different. People experience different challenges, different side effects. They have different family structures and support networks. They have differing levels of health literacy and all of these things have the ability to impact adherence. And that's why we developed risk-based care, so that we could focus on meeting patients and their caregivers wherever they are on their journey, not where we as clinicians want them to be or where we think they should be. What is risk-based care and how does it differ from standardized care? At its 
core, the goal of risk-based care is to understand what the specific struggles are for patients and caregivers on an individual level. And then from there, curate a plan of care and clinical support that is tailored to their individual needs. If you think about it, just because a group of patients share the same diagnosis and are on the same therapy or are getting ready to start the same therapy doesn't necessarily mean that they need the exact same type of support or the same frequency or cadence of outreach. Some patients may only need quarterly calls from a nurse, while other, main, other patients may need daily calls for a period of time. It's really about understanding each patient's needs and meeting them wherever they are to provide the right support at the right time. And what we've learned over time is that when you take a one-size-fits-all approach, you're really only meeting the needs of about 15 to 20% of your patients. As an example, I think we can all probably think of two people in our daily lives who are complete opposites. I know for myself, it's my mother and my mother-in-law, and whether I'm talking to them about their health or I'm talking to them about what we're going to get at the grocery store, I have to communicate and interact with them in very different ways to get positive responses and outcomes. So what's the methodology behind risk-based care? The methodology behind risk-based care is the nursing process. And just so we're all on the same page, the nursing process is the exact scientific method that nurses use at the bedside to care for patients face-to-face in settings such as the hospital. It's been around since the 1950s. It's anchored with the American Nurses Association. It's taught in every nursing school across the country. And it leverages assessment, diagnosis, intervention planning, implementation, and evaluation for the purposes of driving high-quality patient care. Think about it this way. If you were a nurse working in the hospital, and let's say you had two patients with the same cancer diagnosis, and they were on the same therapy. During your eight-hour shift or 12-hour shift, you wouldn't necessarily go into each patient's room the exact same number of times, and you wouldn't necessarily talk to them about the exact same things. One patient may be experiencing severe nausea, and so for them, you may be administering IV fluids and a prescribed oral antiemetic. On the other hand, your other patient may have no nausea or no side effects at all, and maybe instead they need your assistance walking in the halls. The specialty pharmacy space hasn't always supported patients with this concept in mind because we're not right there with the patient face-to-face. But we should approach it that way. And through risk-based care, we are identifying what it is that patients need and creating a plan that makes sense and provides personalized support that's meaningful for them. Ashley, is the nurse-patient connection important and why or why not? Yes, the nurse-patient relationship is critical because clinicians can't take action until they know what a patient is struggling with 
and why they're having trouble staying on track with therapy. There was actually a study published a few years ago that found that the single biggest predictor of optimal adherence is a strong nurse-patient relationship. Think about a, a friend you have. When you met them for the very first time, you probably didn't share your entire life story in the first conversation, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That, that comes over time as the relationship grows, you get more comfortable, and you develop trust with that friend. The same goes for the nurse-patient relationship. It often takes time for the patient to feel comfortable opening up about what challenges they have, what keeps them from staying adherent, and what they're struggling with that impacts their ability to stay on track with therapy. But as that relationship and rapport develops, that's when our nurses are able to really get to the root of the issue and help equip the patient with the right education and the right resources to set them up for success. So what are some of the outcomes you've seen with this type of personalized care and support? Well, one thing we've seen is that in oncology, about one in three patients are determined to be high risk for non-adherence during the initial counseling call with the pharmacist. And this is before they actually start a new medication. At Biologics, risk is assessed through a risk assessment survey, which is a series of questions that captures a holistic view of the patient and helps the clinical team identify the unique challenges and barriers the patient is currently facing. We at Biologics developed our own proprietary risk assessment tool, and one of the driving reasons behind us developing our own tool was because we wanted a comprehensive understanding of each individual patient, such as what their comorbidities are, what lingering side effects they have, whether or not they have a caregiver, what their emotional and stress level looks like. And we frankly could not find a tool that we felt truly captured the patient on a unique level and took a deep enough dive into understanding those personal characteristics. Since we launched risk-based care, we've seen a 35% reduction in rate of hospitalization when patients receive a personalized level of support they are less likely to report a disease progression, and most of the time, patients are experiencing side effects that are mitigatable. And this type of approach allows us to intervene early with patients to develop care plans and provide education on how to manage those side effects at home so they don't end up resulting in things like ER visits, hospitalizations, or even therapy discontinuations. And lastly, the overwhelming feedback that we've received from patients on how pleased they are with this type of support has been inspiring. As you can imagine, we take feedback we receive from patients very seriously. And for example, we recently had a patient write to us and say that she simply could not have done this without her dedicated nurse at Biologics. She said that without this level of support, she would have thrown in the towel a long time ago. If someone wanted to implement this type of tailored support in their care setting, 
What are some of the essential components to keep in mind? I'd say there are three main attributes of an effective risk-based care program. The first is assessing the patient's level of risk before they start therapy. Before a patient starts a new treatment journey, it's critical as a clinician to know the headwinds that a patient is currently facing. That way, we can be proactive and thoughtful in our approach to clinical care moving forward, which leads me to the second key attribute, which is developing a plan of action or plan of care. The plan of care should include evidence-based interventions and education to help the patient manage their unique challenges. And that could be from a disease perspective or maybe even on a quality of life or emotional perspective. And then the last key piece is reassessing a patient's risk throughout the journey. And that's because challenges ebb and flow in a treatment and in a patient's life. For example, a patient may be doing well before they start a new therapy, but then they start treatment and things change. They start experiencing side effects. Something changes in their family dynamics. Maybe they even lose a job. And so reassessing risk throughout the journey is critical to ensure that we're making the necessary adjustments along the way. Ashley, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Well, I think we've covered a lot. At the end of the day, risk-based care is about delivering support to patients that results in a positive patient experience and gives them the best chance at optimal clinical outcomes. And we feel that the way to do this is through a personalized approach to care. We actually just published a white paper on risk-based care, which can be found at info.biologicsinc.com forward slash RBC. So more details can be found there on this topic. Aside from that, again, thank you for your time. This has been great. Thank you, Ashley, so much for sharing such valuable information. And thank you so much to our NASP podcast listeners for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the NASP podcast. Be sure to share this podcast with your fellow pharmacists, doctors, and healthcare providers dedicated to optimal patient care. If you have ideas for future episode topics, please email the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Send your message to publisher at pharmacypodcast.com.